I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to the Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down $5 on this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code Richard. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code Richard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportbook.draftkings.com slash football for terms for eligibility terms and responsible games resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply the volume championship that should always be the expectation i ain't mad at you go ahead Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast, Metro Crazy Week. But the thing that's always true, the San Francisco 49ers win again. I love it. They look good doing it, Rich. I, CMC, yeah, we talked about it the last couple of times, man. He he is a, a game breaker. He's a difference maker. I, I'm just shocked he didn't break the record, man. I was hoping they'd give it to him on the goal line with that last one. Richard, your thoughts on this game? Well, they were in control the entire time. Brock Purdy had a darn near perfect game. He threw one away under pressure, almost got there, but missed missed one pass, 20 of 21, uh, 95.2 completion percentage, fourth highest in NFL history. Another win. I think he's 10 and 0 now in regular season starts, 10 starts in the regular season, 10 wins in a regular season for Brock Purdy. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey looked fantastic, 20 carries for 106, three touchdowns. And then, of course, the receiving touchdown, seven catches for 71 yards. He does it all. Not a huge game for Debo Samuels. 
still beat up, so they kind of used him as a decoy today. But Brandon Ayuk, six for 149, 148. Uh, great game. I'm looking forward to this next game against the Cowboys, Mitchell. Against oh. the Cowboys. <laughs> Everyone's going to be watching that game, Rich. That's uh, Sunday night football. But, Richard, this game, I mean, the Cardinals are playing better football than – I think a lot of people expected, you know, Josh Dobbs is, is turned into a halfway decent quarterback for him. So, you know, much props to the Niners. They go out there and, and win by 19. And, but obviously everyone's looking forward to next week, Rich. I know we it's early in the podcast. I don't want to get into the the Richard Sherman power ranks, but I got a feeling these two teams are pretty darn high up on that list. Yeah, they're definitely going to be high up on the power ranks. The, the Cowboys might sneak back into the top five. They had that stinker against the uh, against the Cardinals, but they came back this week with a very g- good game against the uh, New England Patriots. First time ever Bill Belichick has lost by 35-plus points. Eesh. <laughs> Eesh. All right, Rich. It, well, let's, go, let's, let's go down to Buffalo here, or over to Buffalo. This is a game I was wrong on. I thought, I thought Miami was going to come out there and get a win today. Buffalo just does it again on their home field and, and winning by 28, 48-20, Richard. Did you see this coming? No, Mitchell, I could not say I see, seen it coming. I thought, you know, Tua Tungavailoa is on MVP watch, been playing fantastic football all season. I, you know, Tyreek Hill was difficult to stop, only had three catches today for 58 yards. Don't know what's going on there. Devon, a cane, a chain, uh, had still had a solid game, eight rushes for 101 and, and two touchdowns, but you wonder why he didn't see it, see the ball more. Uh but Josh Allen has been playing dang near perfect ball since that stinker versus the Jets. He's been outstanding. Uh, I don't think he's thrown an interception uh, or had a turnover since week one. Today, yeah, he's 21 for 24, 21 for 25, 320 and four touchdowns, a perfect passer rating. I mean, he ran for another touchdown. I mean, he's back to looking like his old self. And that's the the guy that a lot of people had as an MVP candidate last year and coming into this year. But they did lose Tredavious White. You'd hate to see it. You know, he went down a couple seasons ago with a knee injury. And now he goes goes back with a, an Achilles injury. And he's just like, you just feel for the guy because he just he's such a great human being, a great football player. And you just wish he could stay on the field. Um, they're going to get Von Miller back soon. But you just hate to see that. Well, that that is a brutal loss. Even with Von coming back, Tredavious White was an anchor in their, their defensive backfield, Rich. Uh, but this game, like we talked about, I thought it was going to be a lot closer. The AFC East, it's going to probably come down to these two teams. Does this does this make the Buffalo Bills your favorite in this division right now, Rich? Well, they have to be. They have to be. I mean, you you got the two best teams in the division. They, you know, they went head to head. Buffalo, I uh, beat them handily, forty eight to twenty. After Miami just you know ran up seventy points against the Denver Broncos last week. Um, Greg Rousseau, two sacks. Uh, Micah Hyde had an interception. Stephon Diggs, six for 120 and three touchdowns. Uh, fantastic game for him. You got you to feel like they're in control of the division. That's a statement game. They, they were at home, but still, Miami, it's not Buffalo when it's snow outside and it's cold and all that, so you don't really have that excuse. It was Buffalo in September, so, you know, Miami had to find a way to get that win. They didn't. Jalen Waddle played. Uh, not sure what the answers are for them. Yeah. Well, Richard, we, we've had our partner every week, uh, Morgan and Morgan. And now it's time for this week's segment, Making It Look Easy Player of the Week, brought to you by Morgan and Morgan, uh, in America's 
largest injury law firm. Richard, this week, I think we got to give it to Stefan Diggs. He made it look really easy out there against the Dolphins. You already touched on it. Six receptions, 120 yards, and three touchdowns. That's got to feel real good for Stefan. There was a lot of, you know, rumblings during the offseason that he might want out of town. You know, like you said, I think Josh Allen has righted this ship. I think Stefan Diggs, if he can get looking like he did today, three touchdowns, made a huge play on the sideline, broke two tackles, ran for, I don't even know how long it was, 60-yarder. You know, so th- those are the big plays we're used to seeing out of Stefan. Uh, Richard, this has been Making Look Easy, brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Go to forthepeople.com slash Sherman or dial pound law. That's pound 529. Winning in this league, Rich, you know it. It's not easy. Not but easy. Hiring, hiring Morgan & Morgan is super easy. Uh, Richard, we're going to go to L.A. The Chargers, they had this game in hand. They looked absolutely dominant. They were given Aiden O'Connell in his debut. All the heck in the world. You know, Khalil Mack doing his thing, almost breaking an NFL record with six sacks against his former team. Uh, But lo and behold, Brandon Staley's making questionable moves down the stretch, and this game becomes a heck of a lot closer than a lot of people thought it would be. Richard, your thoughts on the Chargers, because this team has all the talent in the world to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't know if Brandon Staley is a guy. Your thoughts on this team? I, I think he's coaching for his life. I think regardless of how this season goes, unless they get to a Super Bowl or AFC championship, I think he he gets the boot. Uh, I think they're looking for a different – to go in a different direction. He continuously shows that uh, – he just keeps making the same mistakes. He makes terrible, critical mistakes down the stretch. And the game is hard enough when it's just players making mistakes. You know, you can't have coaches, especially a coach with all these analytics. You know, all you hear about is analytics, the Chargers, analytics, analytics, fourth down. They go through all these whatever. But then you make critical mistakes down the stretch each and every week, and then you get bailed out. This week it was Asante Samuel Jr. who made a heck of a play at the goal line. Last week it was TJ Hawkinson dropping the pass at the goal line that got gets intercepted. Like, uh, okay, you guys keep getting bailed out, but these are games you probably should have lost. Um, but give props to Khalil Mack. He clearly woke up on the right side of the bed today. Six sacks, only, what, the second player in the history of the game to have a Five-plus sack game, two five-plus sack games, and the other is Derek Thomas, uh, the great late, great Derek Thomas. Uh, and, I mean, you just – I just don't know about Brandon Staley. He's supposed to be a defensive coach. They had a little bit better performance, but they were playing against Aiden O'Connell, not Jimmy G. So this offense wasn't at 100%. He was still moving the ball down the field during critical situations. He moved the ball down the field. Uh, Josh Jacobs, eight catches for 81 yards. He he had a better day in the air than he did on the ground. Mason, Mason Crosby. I mean, Max Crosby. Mason Crosby, the kicker. <laughs> uh, um, Max Crosby deserves a lot of credit. He deserves a lot more credit than he's getting, but he plays for the Raiders, and they have always have something overshadow him, whether it's the terrible offensive play uh, or, or the Chandler Jones situation. But Max Crosby has been an amazing player in the National Football League for a long time and is continuing to make an impact week in and week out. I just hope he gets to a team that could utilize him correctly. Uh, I don't know if it's the San Francisco 49ers, the Jets, the the Cowboys, even like somewhere that's going to use him and, and, and get him the spotlight that he deserves because, my goodness, he's wasting away in, in Las Vegas, and you hate to see it. Uh, he's a grinder. Eastern Michigan product, by the way, Rich. I've, who would have thought? J.J. Watt, Central Michigan. 
Max Crosby, Eastern Michigan. They got something right going on over here in Michigan, Rich. Yeah, uh, right. but, but Richard, before we leave this game, I mean, you're you're not one. Uh, you're one just like Khalil Mack that has played against a team you had a long tenure with. How much extra motivation does a guy like this have playing his old team? What was what was it like for you going back to Seattle for the first time? Well, I'm sure there's a ton of extra motivation. I mean, I don't think this is the first time he's played them. You know, they're a division team for these guys, so he's played them a couple yeah, times a year for a long time. But, I mean, he's definitely woke up with something on his mind today. You don't just wake up and get six sacks, clearly, because nobody else in the history of the game have done it, has done it twice uh, other than he and Derek Thomas. But it's cool to see, man. It's, it's always cool and it's fun. I'm sure he's feeling really good. Um, obviously, the head coach is different, some people in the organization, but the owner's still there. And he made his point. Man, he sure did. For a limited time, you can save 40% on an NFL Plus premium annual subscription when you sign up through Plus Play from Verizon. Plus Play is a platform where you can shop, manage, and save on the subscriptions you already love, like NFL Plus. With NFL Plus Premium, you can get access to live games on mobile, NFL Red Zone, NFL Network, and much more. So you can watch multiple games, all at once on any screen around you for updates. Never miss a touchdown. And for fantasy players, NFL Plus Premium makes all the difference. Access to programming like Fantasy Live through NFL Network, Red Zone for tracking player performance on Sundays, access to live, local, and primetime games, access to Fantasy Plus. Just go to verizon.com forward slash NFL to get NFL Plus Premium today. It's 40% off for an annual subscription. That's just $59.99 for the full season. Get it before it's gone. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? 
You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. Let's go to Nashville, Rich. I know you liked Nashville. I love Nashville. I do like the, the, Nashville. Nashville's a good time. Tennessee Titans, shocker today. I, I I did not see this coming. The Bengals, they need a win desperately, and they went into Tennessee and got embarrassed. And you can see the team is frustrated, Rich. Jamar Chase, some choice words after the game. I'm open. I'm always effing open was his comment. Richard, how concerned are you about these Cincinnati Bengals? I'm really concerned, Mitchell, because I thought this would happen if Joe Burrow didn't play. If he got, if he went out with the injury, missed a couple games, I thought they'd struggle in these couple games, but he decided to play and he's not 100%. You can see that he was 20 for 30, but only 165, wasn't really pushing the ball down the field. And it's almost like the defense doesn't expect him to push the ball downfield. They're putting a lot of pressure in his face, um, they're blitzing him. It's really weird, but, I mean, you got to give Derrick Henry a lot of credit. He looked like Derrick Henry, King Henry of old. 22 carries for 122, a rushing TD, a passing TD. I mean, they're having fun out there in Tennessee. They're they're doing well. They're playing well. They're playing great defense. Uh, and offensively for the Bengals, they just haven't had an identi- identity all season. I mean, they got one win, but in the other two losses, they've been very lopsided. When they lost to the Cleveland Browns, it was, it was the rain, and it was this, and it was that. But... The Browns blew them out, and they just yep. got blown out again. Um, and you just start to wonder, like, what is it? Do you do you need to rest Joe Burrow and let him be fully healthy if you're going to have a chance? Now T. Higgins is out. Tyler Boyd hasn't looked great. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. I mean, Ryan Tannehill played a solid game. He managed the game like he did. Touchdown, interception, 18 for 25, 240. But nothing special. It's nothing crazy, but – you wonder, like, what is the problem in Cincinnati? Because you got teams like the Baltimore Ravens. They're having their way. They're moving down the field. I mean, if it wasn't for Deshaun Watson getting hurt, um, that would have been the game of the week probably. But, you know, they played the rookie. He he struggled. The Ravens did their thing. You, you kind of expect that. Then you have Pittsburgh getting blown out by the Houston Texans. So all of a sudden, this is Baltimore's division to lose. You know, they look like the class of the division. It's not even close. So, you wonder, like, what's really going on? I mean, Cincinnati has to figure some things out, but it may be time to rest him. It might. And, Richard, if they go to Arizona next weekend and lose there, they're going to be a lot of alarm sounding in Cincinnati. Uh, I know you don't want to talk about them, but they looked damn good today, Richard. <sighs> the Dallas Cowboys absolutely obliterated the New England Patriots. And the New England Patriots just looked downright Terrible. I was listening to Julian Edelman talk about the team pregame, and he just said they struggled in, in situational football. But Richard, situationally, they look terrible. They look terrible from the opening kickoff to the finisher. Richard, this team has hit a very, very low point as an organization, and it makes you really, truly wonder what would this organization have been like without Tom Brady? Because ah, I don't I don't know what they got going on here, Richard. I'm interested to hear your thoughts about New England. Um, it, his game didn't go how I expected it to go. I thought Belichick would have a better plan in terms of the run game. 
thought he'd try to execute like Arizona did. Obviously, I didn't see Mac Jones being as inefficient as he was. All the turnovers, he turned the ball over twice, one of them being a pick six, him throwing across the across his body, across the other side of the field late in the play. Like, what are you doing? And they finally bench him for Bailey Zapp- Zappi um, at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But it's like, I, I mean – it just un it's just terrible football. But give all the credit in the world to the to the uh Dallas Cowboys. They played really well in the secondary. Deron Bland had an outstanding game, was locked down in coverage, took advantage of his opportunities. The we talked about the pick six. He had another pick. Um there were there was some some great things in the pass rush. You know, uh obviously they lost their guy, eleven from heaven. Uh as Skip Bayless calls him, eleven from heaven. Uh he got a little banged up, but it looks like he'll be okay. Uh, Michael Parsons, and uh, there was a fumble recovery to Mac Jones. Mac Jones fumble recovery by Leighton Vander Esch for a touchdown. It's two touchdowns by the defense. They they cook him. You know they've led the league in turnovers for the past two years. But I mean, my goodness, we we talk about this on the other show all the time. Like maybe Belichick is very human in terms of coaching. You know, we we. You talk, you talk about his record with Tom Brady and his record without Tom Brady, and it's getting worse and worse by the day, by the game. That you, you're starting to see him get a lot of firsts in his career. This is the first time he's been beaten by 35 plus points, and it's the first time, the largest halftime deficit of his career. Uh, it's just you wonder, like, what's going on? They lose their two best players in the game, Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez, uh, both get injured in the game. Zeke, who I was expecting to have a big, like, revenge game, six carries for 16 yards, not enough. Two receptions for six yards, not enough. No impact at all, really. (sighs) But then you look on the other side. Dak played really well, uh, very efficient, 28 to 34 for 261 and a touchdown. Moved the ball down the field, but their red zone woes continue. Their red zone woes continued, Mitchell. They They do not execute in the red zone. They were 0 for 3 last I looked. I got to look how they ended the game, but it it just doesn't feel like they get down there and can get the job done. And they're going to, we're going to find out next Sunday night uh, when they play will. the San Francisco 49ers. We will. I mean, it's their defense, Richard, that is holding this team together. These big splash plays defensively that are leading to these huge blowouts. And, and you know, for the Patriots, they just lose their game plan right away, it seems. I mean, this is a team that was hard nosed, that always run the ball. You're hardly seeing Ramondre Stevenson making any big plays. I mean, Zeke Elliott against his former team. We already talked about the emotions of going against your former team. I mean, give the guy at least 10 10 touches, man. He only got six rush attempts and two catches. But, you know, Richard, this Dallas Cowboy defense is looking very, very good. And I know you know a thing or two about Dan Quinn. Um, We got a new segment to bring up today. It's brought to you by Uber Eats, Rich. And now for our segment brought to you by Uber Eats, the almost almost perfect defense where we highlight the NFL defense that put on the week's most dominant performance. Richard, this week, we got to give it to the Dallas Cowboys. We have to give it to the Dallas Cowboys. They held the Patriots to three points, sacked Mac Jones twice, forced a fumble, returned it for a touchdown, two interceptions, another touchdown. Leighton Vander Esch, Deron Bland, both played really good football. That's this week's almost, almost perfect defense of the week and remember you can order almost almost anything you want with uber eats the official on-demand partner of the nfl order now oh mitchell oh what happened in denver i i could not uh, i understand what i was seeing i mean 
They were getting blown out. It looked like all was lost, and Justin Fields had finally arrived. The Justin Fields that everybody was so high on coming out of Ohio State had finally arrived. Almost perfect, perfect 17 for 17. He had three touchdowns. He was rolling. They were up 28 to 7, and then they were not. Yeah, it's it's demoralizing when you look at Justin Fields and the way he's been playing all season, and and he, maybe he's not the guy, but then he just goes out and puts up 335 yards, four touchdowns, has 132 plus passer rating. You know, he did turn the ball over a couple times, but Richard, th- this guy went out there and played one of the best games of his career, and they still can't get a win. They're the only team in the NFL that I mean, well, they've lost 14 straight games. You're starting to see these memes out there about uh, Elon Musk acquiring Twitter and every other professional sports teams won a game since that date, with the exception of the Chicago Bears. I mean, this marks 14 straight losses, Richard. The one silver lining in this game for them is they do hold the top two picks in the draft. So Caleb Williams, ah, maybe maybe Justin Fields won't they'd be there for long, but I don't know if he's necessarily the problem, but Let's talk about the Broncos a little bit. They needed a win. They got it. Uh, Russell's looking a little bit more consistent this year. Are you liking his game right now? Mitchell, he's been playing fine. He's been playing fine. That defense has been absolutely atrocious, and they were atrocious until the second half of that ball game. Uh, They came to life. But Russell, 21-28, pretty efficient game, 223, and three touchdowns, no turnovers. That's a big game for him. They lost Javante Williams. And here comes Jaleel McLaughlin, seven rushes for 72 yards, three receptions for 32 yards, and a touchdown. Kareem Jackson gets the game-sealing interception. They looked really good, but Justin Fields played the game of his life. 28 of 35, 335, four touchdowns, one interception. He had a career high in passing yards and passing touchdowns. He got his boy DJ Moore the ball early and often, eight catches for 131 in a tug. Khalil Herbert looked good. Everything looked good. Where is the defense? Where is the defense? The Chicago Bears left their defense at home in the second half, and that's why they lost the game. They had a chance, Mitchell. They had a chance. They were on on Denver's 18, fourth and one. Could have just kicked the field goal, went up 31 to 28, uh, and then Denver would have came down and tied it. Maybe go to OT and find a way. But they went for it. They didn't get it. Denver drives down the field, kicks the field goal. You get another shot at it. Justin Fields throws his first interception of the game to Kareem Jackson. So again, what's going on? What's going on with it with the Chicago Bears? Um, uh, Eberflus uh, is is I mean, it's starting to seem like he's not the answer in any way. Um, but we got to see both of these things. We got to see the Bears and Commanders this Thursday in Washington D.C. Mitchell, I I got the Commanders with how they played against uh, the Super Bowl runner-ups. And the Philadelphia Eagles, I got them winning this game. I hope Justin Fields keeps playing how he does. But if they have the one and two picks, I expect them to be playing for a different team next year, Mitchell. I, I and a agree. new head coach. I agree with you on that. The Bears remind me a lot of the Detroit Lions years ago. That, that The same old Lions mantra was created. No matter how good they played, they always found a way to lose the game in the fourth quarter. And that's right. what happened here. I mean, this you know, uh, fumble for an inter- or fumble for a touchdown and th- this team. And then, like you said, not making the right decisions, kicking the field goal, going up 10 points instead of going for it. Uh, but Richard, you're going to have fun in Washington with this game next Thursday. I have a feeling, man, but. Right. right. <laughs> it was so fun. Join us on Thursday night and let's pray. Yeah, that'd be a good game. Commanders look halfway decent. 
Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call him Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're saying, saying right now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big pop the Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another team that's starting to look good and starting to surprise quite a bit is the Rams, Richard. And once Cooper Cup comes back next week, hopefully, um, him and Puka Nakua might form a nice little formidable wide receiving core for Matthew Stafford to start slinging the rock around. Um, here was a game. The Rams got out to a 23-0 lead early. They looked like they were going to have a super easy time in Indy. And then not so fast. We're going to overtime. Indy has all the ample opportunities to win this game. Um, Richard, first and foremost, I want you to talk about Puka Nakua. He's become the most receptions and most yards in the first four games in NFL history. 
How does this happen? And no one really had this guy on their draft boards, but the Rams found him and he's been kicking it for him right now. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect storm. It's it's obviously Cooper Cup being out. He would have been their go-to guy. A lot of these targets and catches would have probably gone to him. He's been injured. And Matthew Stafford has to have somebody to throw to, and he's chosen Puka Nakua. And he's taking advantage of every single one of his opportunities. He had a great game today. He had the great game-winning touchdown. It's 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 just like he's built. This offense is built for him. He's built for it. And they're having a, a great time. Um most receptions and most yards through the first four games in NFL history. That's history. That's the entire league. It's so many history books being rewritten right now with players that you never even heard of, which is really cool. You love to see it. A great fifth-round pick by the L.A. Rams because they didn't have any first-round picks, Mitchell, for so long, so they had to make it work with whatever they got. But great for him. Great for Matthew Stafford, who had a good game, 319, a touchdown, an interception, which was a heck of a play by Kenny Moore. That was a good game. It ended up being a good game. The Rams are doing great. I'm sure Sean is having fun coaching a team with low expectations. Um, They're going into every game with low expectations and producing. And I'm sure they can't wait to get Cooper Cup back. It's going to be a really tough out for a lot of teams going forward. Yeah, well, the other side of this is Anthony Richardson starting to look halfway decent. I mean, Indy's got a squad, but he, you know, what are your early impressions of him as a quarterback? There was a lot of question marks about his accuracy coming out of college. 11 for 25 certainly are not the stat line you're looking for, but, you know, he's a threat on the ground. Richard, do you like his game? Uh, I mean, it's still up it's still up to be decided, Mitchell. He hasn't played enough football for me to say if I like it or not. Um, we saw how the offense could, could play with Gardner Minshew at the helm, and it looked a lot different than with Anthony Richardson, which is the same can be said for Carolina when Andy Dalton played. These career backups that can come in, and they can get the job done. They can sling the ball around the yard. And they can put up the numbers. He just he just inaccurate, Mitchell. And uh, there's no way around it. He needs to get more accurate. The same questions that you had coming out of college are the same questions you have now. 11 for 25, 200 yards, two touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over, but you need more from that. He ran it 10 times for 56 yards, which is fine. He got a touchdown. But you need a little bit more accuracy, Mitchell. He, there were a couple balls in there I thought he would probably want back right now. But – uh, give him all the credit in the world. They, he kept him in the game. He, he he made some game, you know, some winning plates and winning football down the stretch, but just wasn't enough to beat a veteran quarterback in Matthew Stafford and the team with the lead, playing with the lead like they were. Well, the the Rams are going to be taking on the Eagles next week, and then the Colts got an in-division battle against the Titans. So two interesting matchups. Let's talk about Philly a little bit here, Rich. I Again, another OT thriller, great game. Washington gets up early. Philly fights back, gets up. Washington ties the game late. But you're the coach. You tie the game against your divisional rival on the road. You're hot right now. Do you go for two in that situation? Are you just taking the ball and going to OT with it? No question you go for two. No question. You got all the momentum. You're feeling good. What what do you got to lose? You don't have anything to lose. You don't want to go into overtime against a team like this that 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 technically has you outmatched and outgunned. You take your shot while you got it. You know they they'll never get another shot at this. Uh, if you if you make it, you win. If you don't, you lose. Uh, I think that that was a mistake on their behalf. They played it conservative, and that's how you lose ball games like that. You know when you're when you got everything working for you, you need to take your shot while you got it. Uh, don't let the other team get another shot at it, but. They had their hands full, Mitchell, with all day, always open, 
A.J. Brown, nine catches for 175 and two tugs. I talked about the rookie corner, Emmanuel Forbes. He started talking mess to the wrong one. <laughs> Mitchell, you cannot talk mess when you're a young guy to all day, always open, A.J. Brown. Because he humbled him, with the, including the game-winning uh, touchdown, or the game, you know, the, the touchdown to bring him back to – to bring him back into the game, to give him the lead late in the game. Uh, he was having his way out there. Nicholas Morrow had a heck of a game, three sacks. It's happening from guys you're not even expecting. They got all these big names on a defensive line that you're expecting to have these big sack numbers, and the sacks are coming from Nicholas Morrow. Jalen Hurd had another great game, now 17-1 and one over the last two seasons. Uh, you got to give him a lot of credit. He's been at the helm. He's winning a lot. He's playing winning football each and every week. No interceptions, 25 for 37 for 319. People said they have the answers for Jalen Hurts. He's not going to have the big passing numbers anymore. He had the big passing numbers, and he still ran it nine times for 34 yards. So they got the Eagles and the Rams next week, Mitchell. That's going to be a fun game, too. I, I, I look forward to that. Again, we got the, the Bears and the Commanders, and I got the Commanders coming out of that with a win. Wow. Richard, we were talking about it a bit when we were together this week. Uh, the Eagles have become known for their their tush push or, or brotherly shove that they're calling it in Philly now. What are, what are your thoughts? I mean, at what point do you think do you see the NFL changing this rule at all? Do you think it should be allowed? Like, what 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 are your thoughts on that play? Because it's becoming unstoppable. Well, I don't mind the play. You know, I mean, it's it's QB sneak. They get good push. Uh, it's the it's the assisting the runner that's always going to be the issue, especially with the rule in place that they have with the field goals where you can't – there's no pushers allowed. And they said there's no pushers because it's an injury concern for the offensive line. you got too much pressure, too, mu too much force going on to one person. And the same can be true, truly said about that play, especially when you got, you know, three or four guys behind Jalen Hurts pushing him into the line, you know, that's a lot of weight on maybe the two D-tackles or the D-tackle and the linebacker um, without the ability to push anybody back through. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if it should be banned, but it should just follow the letter of the law for both sides of the football. You know, if it follows the letter of the law and neither side can push anybody, then then have have your way. You know, I think they'll still probably have about the same success rate, um, but it'd just be a safer place for everybody. Uh, I'm with you, Rich. Hey, the dark horse in this league, we talked about it early in our preseason preview. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we said everyone was sleeping on them a little bit. Baker Mayfield has come in to this team, has revitalized his career to degree. I mean, he's kind of this year's Geno Smith, if you will, in Tampa. Richard, the Bucs have the lead in the NFC South right now, and they went on the road and won in commanding fashion, 26-9 against New Orleans. Your thoughts on Tampa Bay and their win today? Well, my guy, D. Delaney, had another interception, back-to-back -back games. He had one against the Eagles, the fantastic diving interception over Devontae Smith. They were missing uh, Mike Evans for a majority of the game. He went out with a hamstring injury. And, of course, Chris Godwin takes over eight catches for 114. This boy, I mean, this boy Baker looks like something, Mitchell. He looks like he's in a good spot. Uh, Dave Canales is, is spreading the ball around as he should. Vita Vea got him two sacks. I think they got a chance. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 25 of 32, three touchdowns. He had the interception. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dark horse, but they're they're rolling, Mitchell. They're rolling, and the Saints are always their kryptonite. So for them to win 26 to 9 uh, with the Saints playing Derek Carr, 
He didn't play very well. He was 23 for 37 for 127, all check downs. So the injury clearly is bothering him. Alvin Kamara comes back, but doesn't have much of an impact. Had 13 catches, but for only 33 yards. I don't even get that. Like, but on the ground, 11 for 51, looks like himself. Michael Thomas, four for 53, but just doesn't look like they have enough with Derek Carr playing as conservative as, as he did. No. Well, Richard, the Bucks go on by next week, and then they got a real test at home. Do you know who they're playing, Richard? They're playing my hometown, Detroit Lions. That is going to be a showdown. You know, three and one now, one lost team. The Lions go out to Carolina next week or get, stay home and take care of business against Carolina and then go on the road. That might be the game of the week, my man. Who knows? I know you have some some friends down south in Houston. D'Amico Ryans. You played under him, right, Rich? I did. Uh, well, I'm not under him, but he was, the, he was the linebackers coach when I played for the San Francisco 49ers. And a great coach, a great man. Are you I'm surprised really what you're seeing out there in, in Houston right now? Because he turned this around quick. Yeah, I mean, I'm super surprised. They, they, the cupboard seemed bare uh, out there. You know, you couldn't name receivers that they had. I mean, Tank Dale looks like an answer. Nico Collins uh, looks sure. like a really good receiver uh, for him right now. He had seven catches for 168 and two touchdowns. But overall, it's just C.J. Stroud is is answering the bell. He, he's playing turnover-free Uh Three consecutive games with two touchdowns and no interceptions. That's winning football. You got to give him a lot of credit. Um, the first rookie with 250 yards passing, two touchdowns and no interceptions in three straight games. Uh, he played against Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin was what? Something like 23 and four versus rookie quarterbacks or something crazy like that. So now he's 23 and five, which Mike Tomlin has been coaching a long time. And he got beat by a rookie quarterback. And Kenny Pickett. Yes, he can. Can he pick it, Mitchell? Yes, he can. Can he get picked again? Yes, he can. He gets picked again uh, by Steven Nelson, the former Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, Kenny Pickett looked like the answer in the offseason, in the preseason, but he does not look like it in the regular season. They asked Tomlin, will there be changes? He said, hell yeah, there are going to be changes. And I look forward to seeing what those changes will be because they have to find a way because this team was supposed to be picking early in the draft this year. They weren't supposed to be beating you, especially by 24 points. So a lot of, yeah, a lot of guys looking in the mirror right now. Well, CJ Stroud looks like he might be the guy out of this draft class, Richard. I mean, he's got sneaky athleticism. He's got a great arm. I mean, obviously there's a lot of, I guess, stereotypes from these quarterbacks coming out of Ohio state. We haven't seen one that's truly panned out. Uh, C.J. Stroud might be the difference in that, Rich. I mean, he's got a, a legitimate arm. He's a pass-first quarterback with, you know, sneaky athleticism back there, too. So who knows, man? Houston might be one of those surprise teams this year, especially in a, a softer division. And maybe we got to keep an eye out for them. Yeah, uh, you definitely got to keep an eye out for them. Uh, they got a good running back. They got C.J. Stroud. Nico Collins is coming into his own. This offense is running well. Uh, Domenico got that defense playing well. Uh, held Pittsburgh to six points. It's a great game. I'm looking forward to see how they do next week versus the Falcons, which is another beatable team who just sure. lost to, uh, who just lost in London today uh, to to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, Richard, before we wrap things up, we got a big game tomorrow night. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, your Seattle Seahawks, are on the road against the Giants. Saquon is in doubtful for the game right now. Last I saw. Um, 
Richard, Vegas has got this at about a three-point line right now uh, in Seattle's favor. What do you think the outcome is going to be tomorrow? I mean, I, I got to think that Seattle is going to come away with this victory, but the Giants are tough, man. So what do you think? Yeah, I got to expect Seattle to win this game. Uh, I expect them to take strides defensively in a positive way. They always struggle with running quarterbacks similar to the San Francisco 49ers, but Geno's playing some fantastic football. Tyler Lockett was back, and he's in rare form. DK Metcalf is looking for some touchdowns he needs. He's been getting a yardage. He needs to find pay, pay dirt. Uh, so I expect him to, to win. Your boy K-9 is going to be doing well. You saw Chabonet. look like he had explosives in his pads last week. So I expect him to come away with a win uh, tomorrow night uh, convincingly. I don't disagree with you. Richard, I will let you wrap this up as we conclude our week four reaction podcast. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys joining us. As always, we'll see you next week with a special guest. Of course, hit that sub button if you knew. If you got a clue, you know who you are. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you always supporting. See you next time. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.